and welcome to Traditionally Speaking. My name's Tom, and today I'm going to be talking with my good friend Joe about something that we see every year, Christmas lights. <laughs> One of my personal favourites! Oh, there's nothing like flying over a town and seeing all the Christmas lights. And they seem to be appearing sooner and sooner, <laughs> because no matter where you go, the Christmas lights are there, end of November, possibly middle of November. Um, people are, are already looking forward to the Christmas season and nothing says festive more than Christmas lights do. Well, and I got, <laughs> as much as everybody complains about the commercialism of retail stores, I got to tell you, I'm thankful that they start putting Christmas lights up in, in September and October because there's so many to choose from. And I got to try and figure out what I want to do with my house every year. So it takes a great deal of planning to figure out what I want to do and how I want to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's absolutely true because it's it's something that has become so synonymous with Christmas. I mean, it has a huge impact on popular culture. I think of Coldplay, they've got their song Christmas Lights. Um, Kraftwerk in the 80s, Neon Lights, although I'm showing my age with that one. Um, it's just something that really has a, a, a big impact on the way people in, enjoy Christmas. And that's a strange thing because it goes all the way back to the late Middle Ages um, when people in Germany would decorate their Christmas trees with candles. And uh, that was the, the precursor to the Christmas light. Um, although I should add, we won't be talking about Christmas trees in this episode. That's a, a whole separate section. Oh boy, is it ever. <laughs> but you're right. That is where it kind of got its start. And it really wasn't until, well, of course, I don't know if everybody knows this, but the original Christmas lights were actually made by Thomas Edison himself. And that was the first foray into Christmas lights. And for a long time, like up through the 30s, uh, the United States was the leader and basically the only country to make Christmas lights. And that jumped on board, you know, General Electric and Sylvania and all of those started doing Christmas lights. And it was a big booming business until, of course, the war, which kind of changed a lot of things for a lot of different traditions. But the other thing that really, you know, the nice thing about the Christmas lights was they were bright and beautiful, but they were also very hot and drew an awful lot of power. So what happened was overseas, they started to develop the mini lights. And that even started to take place in the 1950s. And the other thing that, that changed the Christmas light thing was when they came out with aluminum trees because you could not put the traditional Christmas lights on aluminum trees It interacted with the aluminum and caused a lot of shorts and caused some fires. So Christmas lights took a real big downturn while the aluminum trees were popping up in everybody's living room. So what happened is the um, markets overseas came up with mini lights, which were much cooler and didn't draw nearly as much power. And once those came in, they started to really take over the market. And actually today, and I, I told Tom this, he was even surprised, 
You cannot find a U.S. manufacturer that makes Christmas lights. Isn't that an astonishing thing? Because America, for so many people, uh, is the epicenter of Christmas lights. I mean, you think about the, the Rockefeller Center, for instance, and just how famous uh, those Christmas light displays are. But also the fact that um, as early as 1895, the White House, I mean, we all know now about the White House and the wonderful Christmas displays you see there. Um, but it was President Grover Cleveland who was the first person to switch on uh, electric tree lights in 1895. That's right. That was the the General Electric Company of Harrison, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Who supplied them then. Yeah, and that was a big boom for them. And, you know, if I don't think there's a metropolitan area in the United States that doesn't do a major tree lighting ceremony or town ceremony for Christmas lights. Um, I spent many years in the uh, in and around the Smoky Mountains, and like Dollywood boasts that they put up like three to four million Christmas lights in their park alone, and and of course the surrounding towns were putting up literally millions of lights in like Sevierville, Pigeon Forge, and Gatlinburg and do a a whole thing that runs all the way till the end of February, February 28th. So, you know, towns across America do tree lighting ceremonies and town lighting ceremonies uh, for, you know, mall ceremonies, you name it. Christmas lights have become a huge, huge, huge monster business. And if you look at all the commercial companies out there, it's just amazing how many lights there are put up every uh, holiday season. But the funny thing is, none of them are made in the US. (laughs) Yeah, it's very similar over here. All the towns and cities in the UK um, will have a Christmas lighting ceremony, usually in December, sometimes a bit earlier. Um, They tend to be switched on by a local public figure, someone from TV and film, sometimes a yeah, an elected representative, but that usually um, is seen as being the one of the major starting celebrations, if you like, one of one of the major celebrations leading up to uh, Christmas that really gets the ball rolling. Yeah, and obviously we start, you know, kicking off our big Christmas season the day after Thanksgiving. But you're right; most of the towns will do it like the first week of Christmas, and I'm happy to say Santa is a major part of most tree lighting ceremonies. <laughs> so he gets around to a lot of different towns and lights a lot of different trees. But yeah, it's it certainly now one of the things I don't see as much of as I did back in the 60s and, and 70s is I don't see as many uh, residential people putting lights up um, not like we used to, boy, it used to be a thing growing up in the 60s. If you didn't put lights on your uh, house, on your block, you were kind of a pariah, you know, from the standpoint, you're the only one. So, but you don't see that as much now, although there's so many wonderful places you can go to visit lights. But it used to be fun just to drive around different neighborhoods to see what people do. And some neighborhoods still do that. Uh, In the United States, a lot of neighborhoods, it'll be a block or an area, a series of blocks that, you know, they'll use themes like I I used to go visit the the candy cane lights uh, in California and 
there were the, the Christmas tree lights in Ypsilanti, Michigan, and different places like that, that, that still uh, you see. And a lot of new places are popping up that do Christmas lights in a huge theme, like, like at a baseball park. Uh, they did that in the Smoky Mountains. Um, they used the Smoky Stadium and uh, just filled the whole parking lot with just, again, tens of thousands of lights. So you start seeing more commercial uses for that, but not as much residential. What about in Scotland, Tom? Do they have much on the houses or more town stuff? Well, you would tend to find uh, places like town halls and municipal buildings will be decorated for Christmas. Uh, in terms of individual houses, uh, sometimes you'll have a street that will be a community-oriented uh, Christmas display uh, where people band together to try and theme um, a Christmas light display. Um, and on other occasions, I think it's pretty much down to the, the householder, to be honest. Um, you will see some people who decorate very heavily and other people where it's maybe more of an incidental thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, people do enjoy them. And um, for me personally, I'm very, very grateful that the day of the, the cereal um, Christmas bulb have gone, you know, where they were on a cereal circuit. And if one bulb went out, the whole lot went out. Um, <laughs> at least now we have LED bulbs, so it's, it's not as much of an issue. Another reason why the U.S. doesn't make lights anymore. That used to happen all the time. And, and then they came out with the strings where, yeah, you could lose, you know, half the, the, the string and they'd still stay lit. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and anybody that drives by my house knows I love to celebrate Christmas. There's no question. Not only with lights, but lots of other ornaments and, and decorations as well. But it is, it is an amazing thing to go down the street and see lights on everybody's houses. Ah, oh, that, that used to just, I'll tell you, I have my best childhood memories of that. So now what about our listeners? Do you put up Christmas lights at your house or do you do more of the uh, community type um, programs? I'd be interested to, to see how many people still put up Christmas lights and uh, I know you can wind up spending an awful lot of money on them. <laughs> I've done that a few years, but uh, but yeah, it'd be fun to, to see how you do it at home yourself, because that's certainly part of our tradition is is decorating for Christmas. Yeah, sure thing, and that's the that's the incredible thing, isn't it? Is you always know when Christmas is on the way because there will be someone probably mid-November, possibly even earlier, who will have their house bedecked with um, Christmas lights and other decorations. Um, and it reminds me of that wonderful 1989 comedy movie, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Because <laughs> people, yeah, you know, they, they love that movie for the comedy, but they also use it as a kind of instructional video because they see what Chevy Chase did to that building. They're all about doing the same thing in their own house. And what you shouldn't be doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are, you know, and it is amazing. I mean, you look at some of the things they can do now with, you know, tying the music to the lights and doing themes and doing incredible Christmas displays. There are houses out there that are just, whoa, I mean, I, my hat's off to you. I couldn't figure that out if you gave me all year to do it. Um, but boy, I'll tell you, there are some fabulous displays out there, personal uh, residential displays that are just incredible with 
that have animation and and again music and you know themed lighting and oh boy and i'll tell you those i could just sit and and watch for for hours uh and enjoy them so my hats off to anybody that goes through and does that much work boy you you deserve you deserve an extra present from santa on that one <laughs> Well, you know, I agree entirely because there are so many really innovative designs now. Uh, and one which is really catching on over here and becoming increasingly popular is front projection, uh, where basically people are able to have a projector in their front garden and they project Christmas scenes and different light shows onto the front of their house. Yes, yes. And they, they have, you know, the things like the twinkle lights or you can you can project Santa flying across the front or you know, snow falling and oh yeah, all kinds of projections that you can do now. And you're right, that, that's become a big thing in the US as well. Uh, and a lot of people do that because boy, I'll tell you, it's a way to light up your entire, the entire front of your house with just basically one light, mm. which is amazing what you could, you know, you know, and we're talking some pretty big houses that have these. Yeah, it's certainly a bit of a time saver, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> and probably a money saver as well. <laughs> Although I got to tell you, you know, it, it's still kind of fun to get out there and really decorate the bushes and the trees and to do all the wonderful things. And, and you always feel so good when you're driving home in the evening and seeing your own lights come on and <laughs> not to mention other people's. Yeah, but that brings up a good thing. I, how many of you listeners are doing, you know, the projection kind of thing now? And, and you know, have you seen anything that's really cool and unusual that uh, you'd like to share with our other listeners and, and us? So I'm always on the lookout for something new and different. <laughs> and, and if it's easier and cheaper, I'm, I'm really in the mood for it. And I think that's the beauty, isn't it, of how Christmas lights have developed over the years, because they really are something that have evolved. When Edison's company first developed them, they were about the size of a walnut. Uh, and now you have these little tiny LED lights, which use much less in the way of electricity. So, you know, from that point of view, uh, it's just, it's incredible to see how um, they've evolved over time. And, you know, it's amazing. They got smaller, but they got brighter. And of course, they use less electricity now than they ever did before. Boy, I've, that is one thing I remember is, boy, the electric bill would sure take a jump when you put up all those Christmas lights. And you don't see that as much now, so which is which is wonderful because you still get the enjoyment of the lights themselves without the big bill to go with it. So yeah. unless, of course, you're Chevy Chase. <laughs> I think he needed a nuclear reactor to keep those yeah. lights going. <laughs> Auxiliary power kick in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there were. I've seen some houses where I could believe that would happen. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, I've seen that I've actually visited houses where they had like a little tip bucket that said, you know, our electric bill goes through the roof. Could you please contribute? And you know what? I'm always happy to put a dollar or so in, you know, a couple dollars just to help them out because I don't blame them. But yeah. but yeah, I mean, you go through that much work and effort. It's definitely worth the, the joy on kids' faces when you see them 
they light up almost as much as and as bright as the, the lights themselves. So it's kind of fun from that standpoint. And that's a tradition that I would love to see continue into, you know, as long as this earth spins. So now have you, how do they do it in other countries? Are you familiar, Tom, or are you in the dark like me? <laughs> well, do you know, it's an astonishing no thing. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> It really is amazing because there are places like Australia and New Zealand where, uh, you know, it really is very warm um, in their Christmas period. Uh, and they have Christmas lights in their civic buildings and, you know, big Christmas displays. Um, and right across Europe, it's the same thing. You see the Eiffel Tower bedecked in, in the, you know, Christmas light displays, things like that. It really is something that seems to have traveled all around the world. That's true, you know, like the Empire State Building and, and of course, of course, Rockefeller Center and the White House Christmas. Oh, my God. And the Washington Memorial when they mm. do that. I mean, the president himself throws the switch on that one. And mm. it's really quite a thing that, that people have, you know, traveled to every year to see that event happen. So yeah. that's become a very important part of our, our national tradition. So, and of course, like I said, Rockefeller is another one. Uh, and just, you know, different areas in the country that go through. And it's always a big, big deal when they flick those lights on for the first time. You know, there are thousands, sometimes tens of thousands of people that come to watch that. So yeah. it's a very important part of our tradition and something I, again, I, I just love and look forward to every year. And that's a tradition that we share over here because the Prime Minister and the at Westminster always has a Christmas tree in Downing Street, which is his official residence. And it's the same at the Scottish Parliament in Edinburgh. Uh, you know, everyone likes to join in with the Christmas celebrations. Yeah, and it's such an important part of the Christmas tradition. Well, and I'll tell you, the way things keep going, we might be able to control everything from a push button on our phone to turn on everything. <laughs> We're getting there. I wonder well, what Edison would have thought about that. Well, all I can say is that's, that's the important reason why we should always enjoy Christmas and live in the moment, because no one wants to think about taking all these lights down before the 6th of January. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. You know, I'm kind of like the uh, the towns in Pigeon Forge and and the Smokies, where I wait to, more toward February and maybe even to knocking on the door of March, because <laughs> after I get them all up, I don't want to take them down either. So yeah. it, it seems like it's going to be far too long before they're up again. <laughs> Oddly enough, many years ago, I had a neighbour who had a very elaborate roof display, including a little metal Santa and reindeer, uh, and he got to the point that he lavished so much time and effort into these Christmas lights, he just left them up there all year long and just switched <laughs> them on at Christmas. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, I still drive around, I see houses that still have Christmas lights on even now. And, and we're talking, you know, you know, you see them up all year long now because people just like, ah, they're up, they're perfect, I'm leaving them, I just won't turn them on until, you know, November. And I can well understand that because, I mean, I know people who start 
September, October, planning out what their Christmas display is going to look like, you know? So it's a big thing in the lead up to Christmas. Well, that's what I said. You know, believe me, as soon as Walmart and, and Lowe's and Home Depot and the rest of them get them up there, I'm in there going, okay, what's new this year? You know, what might I want to do? And of course, oh, and of course, we haven't even touched on the inflatables. I mean, those have lights too. We, we should talk about that. But look at the inflate and look at some of the elaborate inflatables you can get now. Talk about a whole Santa and reindeer team. You can set that up. You can set up, you know, snowmen that are 15 feet high. It's just amazing what you can do. And that's over and above the Christmas lights and that kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, you see new and different inflatables every year. I've seen Snoopy out there and, and the other Peanuts gangs. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And you can even, if you're really in a rush, you can even get a turkey for Thanksgiving to put on your front lawn in, in an inflatable. So <laughs> <laughs> do you yeah. have those in Scotland at all? Well, do you know, we love that, that idea of transforming your front garden into, you know, a really nice festive wintry environment, because particularly for young kids, you know, it's that kind of thing that you remember uh, about Christmas. It's that, it's that kind of thing that makes it feel special, doesn't it? It really is. And it, it certainly gives you a warm, loving feeling and really makes you look forward to, to the holidays that are coming. So, well, I'll tell you what. I'd love to know. And, you know, if you have pictures of your houses decorated for the season, we have a website that you can send them to us and we might put them up and show some of our other listeners what you do. So by all means, uh, do look us up on our website, which of course is www.traditionally-speaking.com. And you know, we might just put your house on the market. <laughs> and if you, and if you're Chevy Chase, I, I have questions for you. <laughs> and so do health and safety. And so, <laughs> true enough. Well, Tom, I think we've pretty much covered this topic. Pretty. Do you have anything else you want to add before we, we sign off? Just to say thanks so much, Joe for making it such an interesting topic to, to talk about because there are so many shared traditions that we have Christmas lights being one of them and to just say to everyone at home if you want to get in touch just contact us on our website we would love that well thanks so much Tom this was another fun subject that I oh, and we have so many more oh my gosh we were Tom and I were talking off podcast about some of the things that we're going to talk about and some of the things that uh, you know and each idea seems to bring new ideas and of course we're always happy to hear from our listeners on anything you'd like us to cover uh, or anything that you think we've missed so by all means drop us a note uh, there's a, a contact us form on the website that you can tell us what you'd like to hear about and we'd love to entertain the idea so thanks everyone for tuning in and joining us today. I really hope that you'll come back and listen to our next episode. And Merry Christmas, everyone. We're getting close. <laughs> <laughs>